0: Greetings once again, you fine, fine folks out there. I am Chris O'Mealy, one of your hosts for this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, joined as always by dapper Dan Peck.
1: Good morning, beautiful people.
0: Well, it's morning somewhere.
1: Who knows when you're listening to
0: this? Yeah, you could be listening in the. The AM hours. You could be listening in the PM hours. You could be listening at 2 a.m., which is the morning. So, but it's also the night. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you guys. I don't know what you guys do. I don't watch y'all 24 hours a day. But this is Club Cafe Wrestle Talk, a weekly pro wrestling podcast. Dan and I are your hosts. As you guys may remember, we had a third host named Glenn, who is his hiatus was rumored to end in August. The bad news is the hiatus has been extended. The good news is that the extension means he still got a job for another, pretty, basically till the end of the year. So, that's that's a good thing. That's good well wishes to our buddy. That's boy. not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Correct. So, we've got some fun stuff to talk about this week. We're going to discuss some of the coolest wrestling nicknames. And... Then we're going to follow that up next week by discussing some of the shittiest wrestling nicknames. But first, I want to do a couple of quick plugs here and follow up on an announcement I made last week, which the breaking news did not transpire timeline-wise, but we are moving forward here. So as you guys know, we are on the CKCC Radio channel. You can subscribe to our channel anywhere you find your favorite podcasts including iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I've confirmed with everyone who chooses one of those four that we're there still. New episodes get uploaded right on time. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter or just directly on Podbean, .podbean ckccradio.podbean.com. Along with this show, you've got lots of other shows like the Stupid Sexy Podcast with me and Dan where we review every Simpsons ever. Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz, two different shows, both hosted by Jeff, one about the paranormal, and the other where he takes an album and ranks it from worst to best. And, and I will be on
1: the next episode of Ranking Tracks.
0: Yes, you will.
1: It will be and, recorded this weekend, so. That's something to look forward week. to.
0: We'll, be, we'll talk about it next week on this show, I'm sure. We'll discuss, uh, and I can tell you why you were wrong for your ranking order if you were. You might not Got be. That. I'd probably agree with it. Uh, Real Paranormal Talk, the last episode, was actually recorded in the field. Jeff took this, recorded an episode while he was actually doing a ghost hunt. My favorite part is when he randomly says hi to people as they walk by. Uh, there's Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. Backlog episodes and new episodes coming up. Of course, first Monday of every month, Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. The Bored to Death Binge Cast with Jay, Chris, Zeke, Sam, and a rotating cast of characters. They're going to review television shows in easy-to-digest segments. The Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman for all you racing enthusiasts. And last but certainly not least, our newest member of the family, The Nerd Table, your general nerdcast show, which will star myself, and my good friend, Eric Flores, who has never done a podcast before. so But I think you guys will be entertained by this. If you like general nerd talk, that's what we're here for. Eric and I are very similar in personality. And we're very good at rambling and going on to tangents. Which Dan and I are no strangers to either. So, Sounds awful. And if you guys want to get hype for the nerd table, <clears throat> we do have a Facebook page. That you can like. I invited my entire friends list to like the page because, you know, that's what I do. So, lick the page. So, please like and make sure you're following. That way, you can. The idea is by putting that page up because I know we're going to have a pretty diverse audience for that because Eric and I have a lot of mutual friends who have already said they're going to tune in just because Eric and I are doing it. So, you're I made I made sure it had its own page so I can post links in there so people can just choose to, to listen that way. But it's at The Nerd Table Podcast it is the Facebook page. The Nerd Table Podcast. I will probably get us signed up for a Twitter account as well. I have not actually done that yet, but that will be part of the plan. And you know what? Maybe we'll do an Insta if I'm going to get a CKCC Radio Insta going, I might as well get that going, too. So why not?
1: Why not? Maybe
0: i those Instagram thoughts. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But the uh, the Nerd Table, we're going to record the pilot episode this weekend. Last weekend, it was breaking news because he had agreed to do it. We weren't able to work out a timing schedule, but we are committed to doing it this weekend. And most likely, the episode will drop early Monday morning. My plan is to get the episode scheduled to drop basically uh, like around like 7 in the morning so when people wake up the new episode is already there and waiting for you so you can start your week with us well your work week anyway so that's all that's going on the nerd table I hope you guys check it out and I'm sure a lot of our audience is going to listen to it too and there will most definitely be wrestling references on there just not as many because Eric doesn't exactly know that much about wrestling. He knows, he he has some filthy casual knowledge. But, you know, he's not going to, he, he'll know, he'll know people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. But if I'm like, oh, have you heard of the Young Bucks, he's n- probably not going to know who they are. So, tune in, y'all. Please, and thank you. Alright. That takes care of that. Dan, you got some trivia for us this week? Nah.
1: Okay, cool. Moving on to the news. Okay, so last week's question was, who's the only wrestler to Triple Crown in both Ring of Honor and Impact? Of course, a handful of people have done the Triple Crown in either, but this wrestler has done it in both. My guess was Samoa Joe. Yeah. Then I oh, also guessed Chris Daniels. I don't know. Yeah, Daniels was only Daniels was never world champion either. Mm. The answer is actually a little more recent in 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 that kind of stuff. It is
0: Eddie Edwards. Well, damn! Good for him. Yeah, I want to do a. Uh, I want to do like a 2K game or when we actually have a competent video game again and I want to book Eddie Edwards versus Eddie Kingston versus Eddie Guerrero. Mm. Versus Eddie
1: Graham. Versus Eddie Cologne
0: which is Primo? Uh, I thought that was Epico. I thought Primo
1: was uh, Is Primo Eddie? It's Eduardo and then the other one is Orlando and Orlando is not Carlos's kid it's Carlos's nephew because it's Carlito Eddie and then their cousin Orlando yeah Epico
0: is Orlando he's the cousin Mm -hmm. my cousin want
1: to go bowling (laughs) speaking of cousins and going bowling this week's question was remember the first episode of Impact unfortunately I do It was on Fox Sports Net. And where I was living at the time, it was on at 4 p.m. on Friday. And that was when Oprah was still on television. And if you had a mother, they were watching that. And so you had to tape Impact and watch it later.
0: My mother never watched Oprah.
1: Consider yourself lucky. And consider yourself in a severe minority. My
0: mother watched. She still watches Ellen. But before that, I know she watched the Rosie O'Donnell show. Well, Ellen wasn't even on back then. Ellen the Generation Show. Like, daytime TV? I think my mom watched Days of Our Lives, actually. oh. And I know she's not listening to the show because she doesn't listen to the wrestling show. So. Gross.
1: Well, that first episode of Impact, which was, like, June 4th, 2004... What was the main event of that show? I know what the opener was, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, good old TNA Impact. the uh, The inaugural Impact is something I want to review on the Patron show
1: because it's uh, when they're on Fox Sports Net and they not only told you but showed you that this match can only go ten minutes. Yes.
0: Oh my goodness. I also, I also remember I was really pissed that they went to a commercial break like immediately into the match, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" I was hoping for an alternative.
1: Also on that show was they literally gave Dallas and Kid Cash the tag titles on the weekly pay per view two nights before, just so they could have America's Most Wanted win it on the first TV show, so they would get a big pop. <laughs> So we had a two-day reign of Tag Team Champions for Kid Cash and the man now known as Lance Archer. Back when he was really, really bad. Well, it was back when, like, he was huge and he was just a test ripoff, off except he could do a moonsault. Yeah.
0: It's not that impressive. All right, let's talk about some, uh, some dryer sheet news we got going on here. So, WWE right now is going to be moving from the Performance Center to the Amway Center, which I'm sure will not affect traffic on I-4 in any capacity. Actually, it won't, because there won't be any fans there. They're still using PC people. I don't know why they're doing that. I do know that they're doing that for SummerSlam, so they can have a bigger arena to tape stuff in, but I don't know why they would tape other stuff there when they have their own building, and that apparently has been working out just fine so I'm guessing they're gonna to try to get fans in again pretty soon they're probably gonna do like distancing stuff like we'll sell these seats and these seats here and they could probably do like a twenty five percent capacity to start
1: well just do the side the camera sees and do every third seat right I mean yeah basically.
0: Actually what I would do is I would uh, I would get like a group of people and put them in one row and then the next put them in like center in the row and then the row after that I would put two groups of people on the each end and alternate that way that way if somebody's getting up they're not stepping over anybody that they don't know so you can still kind of social distance that way require masks unless you're eating or drinking uh, yeah I think they could do it and whether or not I think it's a good idea is irrelevant but I think they could do it so I don't know if that'll make anything look different or what it's going to do but I mean a lot of places are getting a little better about working with this stuff and as long as people cooperate I think there's no reason they can't get a couple of fans back in there so we'll see. All right. Uh, good old 205 Live, which is basically on its deathbed right now.
1: It's been dead for a year and a half, yet it's still one of their best shows, apparently. Uh,
0: Dewey Foley is actually a major creative force for 205 Live. I don't know if any of you guys actually knew that or not. I did not know that.
1: I knew he was working for creative because it was like a thing on that Foley show or whatever. Holy Foley. There was a him, like, getting the job there. It was like a sub thing. A super sub thing, because the show was about Mick and his daughter trying to get her a contract. Yeah. Um, I don't think that really worked out. Meanwhile, Dewey is applying to be part of Creative. And then the other kids just exist. All the younger kids that I didn't even know about until like five years ago. I was yeah. like, "Oh, he has two other kids." <laughs> so do you know I
0: actually met Noel and Dewey and didn't realize it when I met McFoley because they were with him. Oh yeah, they were just they were little kids at the time. They were climbing on the bleachers, and I remember he yelled at them to stop doing that. But they were, you know, they were kid kids then. In the uh, the picture I have with McFoley, they're actually in the background. <laughs> So, but I mean, I didn't actually like meet the kids. They were just there, and so was I.
1: Did one of them just say nipple all the time? No. But they I were mean, probably gotta like, have a favorite word. <laughs> they were probably like single digit
0: age, or like ten or eleven, and I was because I don't know how old they are now. They're they're probably both in like their mid twenties ish. Because they would because when I met Fully, that was an independent show with Pat. And that was before I was involved in wrestling. So I would have had to either have been 18 or 19 at the time. Like, because I I got involved with wrestling when I had just turned 20. Because my first... Right, because I turned 20 in November. And then I first went to Backbreakers mid-December of 2004. So if it was that year, I would have only been 19. So I'm... And I'm assuming I'm only, like... I'd have to actually look up how old Noelle Foley was. Let's see. Noelle Foley, she's 26. So... Kane Dewey Foley. So if this was, like, 2004, then she was, like, 11. Yeah, I think that would make sense. And then I don't know how old Dewey is. I guess I can look that up, too. Dewey Foley. He's 28. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Okay, there you go. Well, good for him. I have a feeling he'll probably be creatively involved for a long time. So I just looked at my television because I have my Animal Crossing game on. My island's open for people to sell turnips through Dodo Code, and one of oh, my wait,
1: na- Dewey was Mister
0: Bootyworth. I don't know what that is, Mister Bootyworth. Sorry. Uh, one of my neighbors is doing yoga in the plaza, so that's a thing. Oh fun. Uh Shotzi Blackheart's car got stolen. Yep. And her gear was in it, including the helmet.
1: So there's some bullshit right there. So she's like, if anyone sees that helmet on eBay. She <laughs> said that the, that the, the helmet is like her signature thing, and it was a thing when she was getting trained, she saw it on the wall of the, of the training school, and she was just always looking at it, and always looking at it, and when she had her first match, she asked them if she could use the helmet, and it's been hers ever since.
0: That's really shitty. I mean, getting, getting anything stolen from you is shitty. As somebody who's been robbed before, I understand that pain. But, I mean... If it was a fan, then what are they even going to be able to do with it? Because if an, if other fans discover it's them, they're going to kick the shit out of this person. Like this fan's going to get lynched for doing that. So, like, don't do don't do that. Don't
1: don't steal from wrestlers, guys. I mean, I'm I mean they stole the car, just happened to be in there, so I'm figured it's just some car thief or crackhead or whatever. Yeah, that's probably more likely. <laughs> and they just got a bonus. It wasn't like when Walter was someone broke the window of his of his rental and then stole the bag, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. They knew what they were doing. Somebody's just like, I'm jacking this car. And then they probably like, what the hell is this shit?
1: There's a small Asian woman in the trunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really like Shotzi Blackheart. Like, I like her a lot. I think she's got a very unique look character all that stuff Uh, the tank thing I I like I definitely am a Shotzi Blackheart fan
1: She ran over Robert Stone a couple times with the tank
0: Robbie E Yeah, I wonder if he I wonder if John Salinas still has heat with Robbie E from back when they were training together I don't know Apparently, John still has heat with Big Slam, who passed away a couple weeks ago. I message him to tell him that Big Slam passed away, and John goes, good. I'm like, what's the issue? And he mentions his head hurting. I mean, that concussion was 2005? What shit
1: happens, bro?
0: Like, 15 years ago, you're still mad that he gave you a concussion? Now, granted, it was a nasty-ass boot to the head. Like... Even I cringed when I saw it. But, you know. John, no offense, but get over it, dude. Guy's dead now. You don't have to be a dick. Uh, In the funniest news this week, by far, uh, Lana posted an Instagram picture bragging that her and Rusev fucked in the Black Sea. And then also said, we also fucked in the tank from the WrestleMania 31 entrance. And I 100% believe that. And I'm going to go ahead and just, (laughs) yeah, I I think they deserve a little applause for that. That's a boss move. And I'm not even going to pretend like it's not. All right, moving on to AEW news. We've had some releases this week. Uh, First one, Jimmy Havoc. Which is absolutely no loss because, even for a hardcore worker, that guy was not good. I'm not a fan of Jimmy Havoc. I know some people like him, but even, like I said, even for a hardcore worker, like he he's like DJ Hyde levels of bad in my opinion. Like he's, I thought he sucked. So I I am not personally going to miss him. Uh, B Priestley, I did kind of like her, other than that tampon thing, which was pretty disgusting. So, that kind of sucks. Uh, Sadie Gibbs, I didn't really get a ch- I don't really think she got a, a chance to really shine in AEW. So... Do we know why any of them were released? Like, I know Havoc had to do with past accusations and the green card stuff. But do we know why and the other two... he
1: also is in drug rehab as well.
0: Oh, well, there you go. But do we know why uh, the other two
1: got released? I mean, Sadie's... She might be not in the country because of COVID. That's possible, yeah. So
0: it might just be easier to release the contracts and then...
1: Well, I mean, especially if you're, like, stuck in another country and it's just like, well, we can't use you for maybe until sometime next year and chances are you might be able in the next couple months to get shows in your own country and get paid. (laughs) You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So this is kind of funny. I saw a uh, a poll in a shitposting group about The Simpsons asking who the all time worst celebrity guest was, and the top choice was Lady Gaga, and the second most popular choice was also Lady Gaga. <laughs> is it spelled differently? No, it's just because <laughs> Lady Gaga was the. It's the worst ranked episode, even on IMDb. Like that's saying something.
1: A lot of people recite. Lisa Goes Gaga as as the episode where the show was not good anymore, like, at all. Like, some people could be like, after season five, it started being nice, great. But they're like, no, after this episode, the show is bad. Well, the thing is, the whole
0: episode—have you ever seen that episode, first off?
1: Nope. Okay, so
0: the entire episode is like a love letter to Lady Gaga, which is why it sucks so bad. It's another. It's another Lisa has no self esteem episode because we haven't done that before. But you know how sometimes celebrities were cleverly used. This was not the case. This was basically. There's
1: just... the episode is a great one where she she decides to become the vegetarian and she meets Paul and Linda McCartney
0: because it makes sense for the episode. You know why that. You know why she uh, remained a vegetarian was as a deal with Paul McCartney to appear on the episode. He said he would do it, but under one condition, that Lisa, they couldn't do the status quo thing at the end. Lisa had to remain a vegetarian, and they were true to their word. I wonder if Richard Gere made the same deal when he appeared on the episode where she becomes a Buddhist. But, yeah, so, Lady Gaga episode was terrible. And that's a tangent. You can expect a lot more of that on the nerd table. <laughs> Trust me, there will be that tangents. much show is going to be built on tangents. Pretty much, yeah. The pilot episode is going to be nothing but a tangent because it's just going to be an introduction to the show itself. Like, we're not going to have a, a, a subject to go in on. So get ready for that stuff. Uh, Vanessa Craven has announced her retirement. I don't really know that much about her.
1: Sadly, Dan, you probably asked me a young classic. Um, she's a decent wrestler, uh, uh, but she had lost a lot of weight in the last few years and might have, if it wasn't for COVID and she was still working, she might have gotten a call to do an AEW show or something, maybe.
0: That's a shame,
1: or well, to NXT, but.
0: Well, best of luck to her.
1: This COVID shutdown, COVID shutdown, has, uh, a lot of giving people a lot of time to think about what they're doing and what really makes them happy.
0: Uh, and the saddest news this week, of course, was the passing of Jim Harris, better known to wrestling fans as Kamala, the Ugandan giant. His uh, his passing was sadly COVID related. Because Well,
1: I mean it contributed to his passing. So yeah, he was going to dialysis centers and somebody there had it and he got it and he died the next day. Ah, yeah, it's so
0: crappy. They say he was even in good spirits and everything too, but that's just another example like and I have heard that the people affected harshest are people with diabetes. So that's something that, like, I've been concerned about. Because I have a coworker who's got really bad diabetes. So I'm always terrified I'm going to catch it, be asymptomatic, and then bring it to him. And I don't know if I'd be able to live with myself if I contributed to somebody's death like that. And
1: then the day after a Kamala Harris dies, a Kamala Harris becomes a VP candidate. So I laughed really hard at the, at
0: the timing there. And I was also really sad because I couldn't make the jokes I wanted to make. But I saw somebody else did it. I saw a meme. It was Kamala Harris with the the Kamala face paint on. And then it was Joe Biden's face on kimchi. And I got a kick out of that. That made me laugh, dog. I also announced, like, I put, like, an RIP Kamala message on my Facebook. And some guy I worked with at Disney responded. He's like, did I miss something? And I'm like well, no, Kamala died. I mean, he wasn't really in good health, but still, it's still kind of shocking. And he just goes, thanks, dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, I wonder if he's really confused and thought I was talking about the senator. Because Jim well, Harris... I Kamala Kamala. Con,
1: the oh, I didn't even think of that. Kamala Khan. I didn't think Who's of that. He's going to have a big part in the new Avengers game.
0: Which Let's somebody beta
1: the, tested. The open beta is up on PS4. You can download it and check it out. And it's fucking sweet.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna be getting that when it comes out. What's the release date on it? It's soon, Fort. right?
1: Port. Yep. September fourth. I'm gonna if you pre order like one of the like the ten dollar more edition, you can get it three days early or whatever. But whatever.
0: Well, that's just it. Like, do I want to just get a physical copy? And will that arrive three days earlier? Or, you know... Well, it's like the digital deluxe edition or whatever, so... Oh, right, right.
1: (laughs) So I went to go...
0: (laughs) I went to go look up Marvel's The Avengers for PS4 because it comes up, you know, Avengers... Oh, there we go. Yeah, I can get a physical copy and it would arrive on September 1st. Hmm. It's twenty dollars.
1: If, if you get the seventy dollar version or whatever.
0: Well eighty dollar version. It's seventy-nine ninety nine. That's the
1: whatever. Yeah, Super. but
0: the first thing that came up was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I'm like, that's not what I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> and the different. PS4 is gonna get exclusive Spider Man at some point. Woo! Spider Man's not gonna be on PC or Xbox.
0: Well then maybe I will get the deluxe edition just to make sure I've got my hands on that. On the Spidey.
1: Yeah, I'm probably gonna pre-order it in the next week or two. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pre- I might pre- it. streaming, baby! I'm, I might pre-order it now while we're recording this. Shit, sure, I might do that too. If you, get, if you get a buzz on your phone. Yeah, the phone is on silent. It will not buzz. <laughs> Actually, no, I have to do it through the system anyway. So it will not be happening right now. Oh, there you go. But goddamn, it's so fucking nice. What's Earth's Mightiest
0: Edition? Oh, it comes with two. It comes with a bunch of extra crap I don't need. That's probably the one
1: that gives you like a steel. There's book like a book figure.
0: There. Yeah, steel book. That has got figurines and everything. I definitely steel don't book
1: there. is nice, but like looking like laying on your shelf or whatever does not look nice. And I like the uh, the artwork is
0: more comic-based instead of going strik- strictly with the... Uh, the well, phones. they had to
1: change the character because they looked awful when they first announced the game. They looked not good at all. Like, I get they're not going to look like the movie people because, like, duh, but, like, some of them were just... Right. And you're just I like... I knew Tony Stark had, had an issue with alcohol, but I didn't know he was a crackhead. <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, guess what I just pre-ordered.
0: Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yep, it's done. My order has been placed. It'll arrive September 1st via Amazon. Uh, What day of the week is
1: September the 1st? It is a Tuesday. Is really supposed to come out on on a Friday? It is supposed to come out on a Friday. Well, I know what I'm doing that weekend. Well, Tuesday is when games usually come out. So it coming out three days early having it be on Tuesday. And if you like tangents like this one tune into the nerd table pilot episode
0: this is what we do guys that well we we usually try to do a non wrestling segment on here anyway and I guess this would be it well, so there we, you go we talked about the uh the Avengers and Chris pre-ordered it live for y'all to enjoy Fuck all it, right I'll do it right now all right I was gonna say do you wanna do your new japan stuff or do you want to pre-order again? <laughs> Well, it's going to take a bit, so... <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. Do your new, let's, let's do your New Japan segment. Uh,
1: so, uh, remember last week, we were talking about how they were doing a tournament for the Never Tag Team Championship six-man belts? Because they vacated it after evil. Was evil? He's so evil, he's been bullet-clubbed a piece of shit. You piece of trash. <laughs> uh, so, and they were, like, through a couple of the rounds or whatever. Well, during the last show of this tournament... They announced the G1 Climax is back, baby! And that's why PlayStation is starting up. (laughs) Uh, And it's going to be from mid-September to mid-October, so hopefully they'll get some overseas people there. Otherwise, you might see Chase Owens in the G1 Climax. (laughs) Oh, no, wait, Chase Owens is stuck over here.
0: He'll be on the Strong... He'll be
1: Jado and or Jado in the G1 Climax.
0: He'll be be on that Strong show then, right?
1: Yeah, there's second episodes tonight. And JPW Strong will get the semifinals of the tournament. It'll be cool. It will be cool. So yeah, the winners of that tournament for the six-man belts, the Never Six-Man Belts, is the team of Yoshihashi, Haruki Goto, and Tomohiro Ishii, Ooh. And they beat the team of Okada, Sho, and who was the third guy on that? That was Cope, was it? No. It wasn't Cope. Yo? No, Yo has not been around. I think he got hurt during the cup, and he just hasn't come back, even though I think he's fine. Who was the third guy? I don't remember. Whatever. Doesn't matter because they're a bunch of losers. Because fucking Yoshihashi's got a belt, brother. Mm-hmm. Also, this last week, they canceled the show. Because one of the wrestlers came in and they had a fever. Hmm. And it was not. The cure was not Cowbell, so they. Toro Yanu. Yeah, it was Yanu. Yeah, okay. Alright, everybody. What's hot?
0: So Chaos beat Chaos, pretty much.
1: Yeah, Chaos beat Chaos in the final. Um, which was kind of cool. Here we go. Get it. Do I want standard edition? Nah, you want deluxe. That's what I got. Do I want the exclusive digital edition? Or do I want to go full $80 and spend all of our money? Well, no, nah, I don't need deluxe. The digital edition it would be nice. Going three days early, though. Here well, we go. You hear these noises? Yeah, I hear them.
0: Uh, I'm hearing a lot of PlayStation noises right now. The, dum, dum. Meanwhile, I'm just sitting here looking at my island, wondering why nobody came to sell their turnips when some people are like, "Oh, I, I'll do that." I was gonna put it in a Facebook. Five 504- hundred and four. Bell
1: per turnup.
0: yeah. I cashed in my uh, my 2,000 turnips and my payout was over a million bells.
1: That's insanity. All right, your new content. Oh, it's- the hex pattern
0: logo cool. See if your sister wants to sell turnips,
1: she hasn't played in a long
0: time. Ah, so she wouldn't even have turnips, or if she did, they'd be spoiled.
1: Oh, spoiled. Everybody, it's done. It's done. He did it, y'all. So, expect a stream on that Tuesday (laughs) as soon as I wake up and taking a shit. (laughs) And we're backing out. We're backing out. So, yeah, the the screen comes up on there and it has the game, and it's like, you gotta wait 20 days to play this. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Alright, so
0: I wanna give a quick shout out to our wonderful, awesome patrons. Uh specifically the ones in the shout-out tier, although every patron deserves a shout out. Glenn, Jeff, Jay, and Adrian. We appreciate your continued patronage, and we'll hope you guys are enjoying your exclusive Patron content. And for you wrestling fans out there, remember at only five buckaroos a month, you too can become a patron and you can get an exclusive wrestle talk each and every week. Last week we reviewed SummerSlam 2002 so we could do a wonderful SummerSlam. This week we review SummerSlam 95, a terrible <laughs> SummerSlam that we are going to rip apart. We'll also be doing more music video watch-alongs. And, uh, Dan, what I wanted to do for this episode, after, we'll do it last, but I thought it would be fun if we did a music video watch-along on this show to kind of give people a hint of what we do. And the music video I think I, I want to do for, it because, you know, wrestling and everything, is a uh, the Real American music video. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, come on. You know it would be fun. you want to do that after POC? Yeah, and the reason we'll do it last is because I know people don't always listen to the show with a capacity to do a watch-along because you might only have, like, your phone or you might be driving or something. So by putting it at the end of the show, we give people the option to either skip it, which is fine if you don't want to and come back to it later, or that way you can, like, pause it and then get yourself situated and all that, and then you're not... You don't have to try to, like, fast-forward through it and get to the next segment. So we'll be we'll be kind that way, but that's something I think we can uh, we can do. Uh, but real quick, let's we'll go into our main event this week and talk about the coolest wrestling nicknames. After talking about ring names, we're switching from Randy Savage to Macho Man is the mm-hmm. idea here. Uh, Dan, any nicknames come to mind when you think of really cool nicknames? By
1: God, so cold. I
0: still go, still go, still go. Yeah, I think Stone Cold is probably one of the uh... one of the best. Like, I mean, think about it. It's that like 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 Macho Man. That name is synonymous with his whole persona. Like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Like, yeah, you know him as Roddy Piper, but really, you know him as Rowdy Roddy Piper.
1: Rodney the Piper.
0: <clears throat> Rodney the Pipe So reached out to our wrestling group here on Facebook and asked for some nicknames. So let's see what you guys came up with. Starting off with community member Chris Chris Wright. His two chosen names were The Immortal for Hulk Hogan, which is a good one because Hulk Hogan's name will be Immortal. I mean, that's going to be synonymous with Celebrity superstardom forever. Uh, the Samoan Bulldozer for Umaga.
1: A Samoan Bulldozer.
0: It's actually not a bad nickname. Uh, community member Russell Wright listed a couple here. The Beast Incarnate for good old Brock Lesnar. Uh, the Man Beast. The Samoan Submission Machine for Samoa Joe? Question mark. I guess he doesn't realize that that is Samojo's nickname. The Rabid Wolverine, with rabbit in parentheses. I don't know why. Uh, the Empress of Tomorrow. That actually is a really good one. The Dog Faced Gremlin. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but. Doesn't make any sense. And the Swiss Superman. That one makes a lot of sense because Cesaro's freaky strong. Uh, Shady Nassif chimes in here. He's a fan of the Eater of Worlds for Bray Wyatt. Uh, that's not a real one. The Best Bout Machine for Kenny Omega. He's also a fan of the Big Red Monster or the Big Red Machine and the Devil's Favorite Demon. All nicknames for Kane, by God. Oh, is anyone going to like give the 20 nicknames Triple H has? Uh, I don't know. We we'll, we shall see. Uh, there is There is a good one coming up here. Um, The King of Strong Style for Shinsuke Nakamura. And The Demon King for Finn Balor. That one was dumb and lasted like a month. And then he (laughs) got hurt. Uh, Dan Dahl lists a bunch of nicknames for one guy. The Great One, The Brahma Bull, The Most Electrifying Man in Sports Entertainment Today, The Jabroni-Beating, Pie-Eating, Trailblazing, Eyebrow-Raising, People's Champ, I don't know if you know who that is, Dan. You smell? It was smell. Somebody smelled what he was cooking. You smell? Uh, Nature Boy for Ric Flair. That was given to us by Randy Moyer. Along with The American Dream. The Enforcer for Double A. And The Natural for Dustin. Nature Boy. There's been several Nature Boys in wrestling history. Doesn't really make much sense, though. I don't understand what the fuck you mean. Nature Boy. Yeah. Uh, Jay Winger is a fan of Hangman for Adam Page. You know, because he, he likes to play Hangman a lot. Yeah. Right. Uh, the Monster. He's always, monst- <laughs> always playing Hangman and <laughs> drinking alcohol. Always playing that Hangman. Uh, the Monster Among Men for Braun Strowman. That is a good one. The big rig for Brody Lee. I don't. I'm not a fan of that one personally. All right, uh, Jason Cantwell. I'm gonna call you out. The fact that you actually submitted a nickname you came up with for a wrestler you created in WWE 2K17, you should be slapped for that. I'm not even gonna read your other entry now. That you actually, you actually did that. Just no. Nothing. You came up with yourselves. Adrian Cotton, I'm giving you a pass because you just wanted to give a shout-out for AWO big-time players. But uh, what he put was the Man Beast for Rhino, the Alpha Male for Monty Brown. I forgot about Monty Brown. The pounds! Uh He's a fan of the Sicilian Psychopath for Tommaso Champa, And the Notorious 187 for Homicide. Uh, Matt Hardman chimes in. He's a fan of The Man for Becky Lynch. I actually do like that. It caught on really well. It sounds awful initially, but it caught on so hot. And the, the whole thing is that she's the man because she's more man than the men. I mean, I would, I would not cross Becky Lynch. I'll say that. That's one hardcore hoe. The King of Hearts for Owen. The franchise for Shane Douglas. Cut the fucking music. (laughs) Of course, ravishing Rick Rude. And both Zabisco's make the cut. The living legend and the living legacy for Tim. Although the living legend was also Bruno Sammartino, and Larry Zabisco is decisively not a legend. I mean, he's more namesake than some guys, but I think he's a bigger legend in his own mind. Uh, Jason Cantwell also deserves to be slapped for making a really tasteless joke. (laughs) Because, you know, he just had to. Uh, But Brian James Leon chimed in and said he's a fan of the man that Gravity forgot for Pac. That is a good one. I like that way better than The Bastard. Uh, Tom, Tom Dickinson also chimed in with the Scottish Psychopath, the Hot Rod, and the Psycho Yuppie. Now, I must be missing something.
1: The fuck is the Psycho Yuppie? I don't
0: know who the Psycho Yuppie is. So, apparently, it's a horror game. Let's say the Psycho Yuppie, oh, the yuppie in wrestling. Yuppie Psycho on Steam. Yes. Yuppie Psycho characters,
1: best WWE wrestlers of all time. Uh, let's say yeah, everything is about this fucking game. It's not even. It's called Yuppie Psycho, but not Psycho Yuppie. You making so, up other characters?
0: Uh. I know. I found an article that lists uh, great, yeah, best wrestling managers
1: of all time. I'm trying to Psycho see if Psycho Yuppie Dave Butler, is that who that is? I found somebody who's called Psycho Yuppy in there at Dave X Butler.
0: Okay, well then, I mean, it counts. It's super obscure, but it counts. It wasn't one I knew. Uh, the Black Heart for Tommaso Ciampa, which I think I probably prefer better than Sicilian Psychopath, but... Dr. Death for Steve Williams. Fuck Dr. Death. This is from Taylor Chadwick, by the way. The Aerial Assassin for Will Ospreay. That's a good one. And then uh, the last guy who chimed in just mentioned actual gimmick names, not wrestling names, so... That concludes that. Mm. All right, so I had a list a while back that I had was going to make a blog out of, and I never actually got it going here. But I'm going to run through the list and see which names I, I thought were good at the time. Uh, and I'll only mention the ones that we haven't mentioned befo- yet. The Human Suplex Machine, of course for Taz. The Doctor of Style, that is a good one. Good old Slick. It ain't no soul, bro. Million Dollar Man. Lethal Weapon, Steve Blackman, Hell to the Yes. I mean, that's a good one, right? Oh, this is this is a reverse alphabetical list. Okay, uh, I did put Heartbreak Kid on there. I think that's pretty legendary. Um, let's see, Mr. Wonderful and Mr. Perfect both made the both made my list. Mouth of the South. That's a good one because Jimmy Hart literally was the Mouth of the South. I was also a fan of The Body and The King for Jesse and Jerry, and The Snake for Jake. Those all work. Jack the Snack. Latino Heat. Latino Heat is a good one. American Dream for Death Rhodes Oh, we mentioned that one already. I listed The Man of a Thousand Holds, and No Gimmicks Needed, Chris Candido. There you go. Rated R Superstar. Fallen Angel. Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla, which is probably one of Jericho's best nicknames. Uh, American Dragon. Of course, Hitman. And then the other two I came up with were Beast from the East and the Eighth Wonder of the World for Andre. I mean, you could put China on there for being the Ninth Wonder, but that was really just a playoff of what Andre would... Was doing. Andre was the real eighth wonder of the world. So, Ooh,
1: that's why she's the ninth.
0: There's a yeah. There's oh dead. Oh, uh, you gotta you gotta be depressing like that. So, yeah. Apparently, Chris Jericho on his podcast said that when you hear the term ladder match, you immediately think of Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, and I laughed at that. Because when I hear ladder match, I think of Sean and Razor or TLC matches.
1: Yeah, that's because you're an old funny duddy
0: Oh, yeah. Well... Whatever. So, yeah, what do you guys think of those nicknames? Are they good? Were they bad? Should we shit on some nicknames next time? Because we're gonna. I'm gonna bust out the old wrestle crap book of lists again. And let you guys know what their choices for those nicknames were. So let's do uh let's do some points or consequences, and let's let's end the show with a watch along. Mm. I know the points or consequences game is pretty short this week, so you don't even you probably don't even have to do a Chase Owens countdown because it'll... there's more in the Chase Owens countdown <laughs> and there than there is wow. out of it. Um, yeah, just go ahead and go through the uh, the entries here. We've got ourselves
1: shitty gimmicks that might just work
0: so I really wanted to get this game out for this week's show even though I thought of like four I sent you like four or five other games that I probably would have preferred to do but I liked this because I wanted this to be a dedication to Kamala because just like the Undertaker or an Orange Cassidy or Doink the gimmick for all intents and purposes should have failed but it actually didn't like I mean, obviously, yeah, not all gimmicks work as big as Taker, but like the Hurricane, the guy just thinks he's a superhero, but it was super successful, you know. Like gimmicks like that, it, it's crazy what actually works and what doesn't. So, like, I, 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 I think it would be fun to see if you guys could actually uh, promote us with a, yeah. It, I want you to sell me on a character is basically what it is. You got to sell me on the gimmick. And if I think it might actually work, then
1: then yeah. All right. First one is Super Mercado guarantees a win in 12 moves or less. Oh, my God.
0: This probably won't work but because it's such an inside rib, it would actually work because you know
1: so it's just all all of his wins are really short. <laughs> 12 moves or less.
0: Alrighty. So what do you think? Eh, I'll give it points. I think think the right person could make that work, but I don't see that gimmick getting further than a mid-card status.
1: And you put him in a world title match, and you're like, shit. No, I would not. You're going to win in three minutes? Yeah. No. Our next one is the card shock. Whatever card he picks has the finisher he'll end you with.
0: You know that's just crazy enough to work. I could see a guy like Well, there was a guy in WCW who did a who did a Maverick style gimmick, right? The
1: Gambler. But I could just ace of spades, so I'm going to beat you with Death Valley Driver. He better
0: come. He better come out to Ace of Spades. Well, no, he'd probably just have four different finishers with each suit, and it's whatever card, whatever card you get is the one he hits you with. Ace of Spades, Heart Punch, Diamond Cutter, Clubbing Blow. I mean that actually. That's just silly enough to work. That's points. I can imagine
1: a winning with a club to the back. Hold <laughs> the club.
0: Maybe you don't have to imagine it.
1: Maybe you could actually see it
0: happen. caught kind of shock. We were just talking about this in another group because we were burying DJ Hyde for being a shitty person, a shitty wrestler. And one of the guys it was working with, he made a big deal like, you're not allowed to throw any punches in your match. And then he won his match with a punch to the face. And it was a shoot punch, too. So, like, yeah. Fuck that. Just crazy enough to work, it gets points. Okay.
1: The proctologist is the biggest eel in the wrestling world, because he knows a thing or two about assholes.
0: The proctologist 100% should not work, but with the right person behind it, you know it will. Yeah, <laughs> the right person behind it. Ah... That should be Ken Anderson's gimmick. <laughs> Ken Anderson would make a good proctologist. So that gets points. Oh, the card Shark Boy. There you go. Oh,
1: hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. When Shark Boy was on the Wrestling Road Diaries or whatever. Or was it in Last of McGinnis or whatever? And he's just himself, he's just the guy.
0: Yeah. I don't remember if he was in Wrestling Road Diaries or not, but that was a fantastic documentary.
1: He was in one of them, one or the other.
0: My favorite thing about Road Diaries is when they start off the intro and they're just like, hey, guys, we're here doing this. And Daniel Bryan just looks up and goes, and I'm sick as fuck. (laughs) That's like his first line. (laughs) Oh, God, it was so funny. Hey, we'll see you guys later. Yeah, but we'll see you soon. Don't worry, we're gonna swing back around so we can pick up our camera guy who's filming us leaving.
1: Great documentary. The, 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 there was also the part where they did the um, A I W show or whatever, and it's like Daniel, when Daniel, when ass gets exposed, and they do like the post show interviews and like you know stuff to like pimp the DVDs or whatever, and he's like, "So I worked this IW show, and I showed my ass." <laughs> But, yeah, proctologist is definitely points. Okay. The substitute teacher has a lot of free time to work on his mixed martial arts. Fills in for injured wrestlers. Oh, my God.
0: Can you imagine, like, somebody gets hurt and then that's the only time the guy works? He's literally a fill-in for hurt talent. That is just crazy enough to work. So, like, so if the world champ gets hurt, this guy literally just becomes a champ and he's a filler till the guy comes back. <laughs> you can actually create storylines out of that because then he can lose the title. And then the guy comes back just like, what the hell? <laughs> That's just crazy enough to work. That's points.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We're at to chase someone's got down. Yeah, The Keyboard Commando. Beat him if you can. Survive social media if he lets you.
0: I mean, we already had a Mark gimmick on this list. This is pretty much the only other kind of Mark gimmick that you could actually do. This would definitely be something I could see AEW doing. Like just because of the the pettiness that's been going on with some of those guys, like the Young Bucks quit Twitter and Joey Janela's quitting Twitter, or he's trying to get people off Twitter because they're mean to him. Like, I could see them coming up with a keyboard commando character, and it's just this frickin', like, it's it would be like a Marco stunt-sized guy, and they would just kick the shit out of him every match. That would absolutely work. Or like, what was the indie wrestler that works up here? Dexter McPoindexter, whose gimmick is that he's a big nerd. And he wrestles with the suspenders and the bow tie and the glasses. Like, yeah. That could actually work. It would be awful, but it would work. Points. I mean, all these gimmicks
1: are working so far. The custodian, mopping the floor with his competition and making the heels clean up their act. So he's a baby face.
0: <laughs> he's making the heels clean up their act. They ever done a custodian gimmick before? I mean, I mean I... they had the Steal pl- hoppers
1: borderline. <laughs>
0: that's that's pretty close, yeah. But pl- plumber is just toilet exclusive custodians. I mean, they clean everything. Like a custodian, I feel like there's got to be some indie out there that does a custodian gimmick. Like there's
1: no way there isn't one. I know there was a guy at 304 Wrestling whose gimmick was, like, he worked at a car wash and did, like, all kinds of different cleaning. Like, he was, like, the detail guy or whatever, so he does, like, the cracks and crevices and shit.
0: Well, Mike Flight's gimmick was that he was a commercial airline pilot, and he came out to Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins,
1: so... Even though it was, like, real-life shit was more, more interesting gimmick? Because he was a NASCAR driver.
0: Yeah 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 I mean the custodian that gets points cause it would work it would it would work a custodian gimmick
1: could be pulled off I'm just thinking about was it was it Teo Hopper that they did the, the the infamous there's a poop in the pool and it's a baby Ruth so he eats it is that him I I'm gonna say yes
0: But it's a Baby Ruth. Anyway. Let me see if I can actually... Uh... I actually just Googled uh, T.L. Hopper Baby Ruth to see if... Uh... <laughs> baby Ruth in the pool. WWF. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's just... Uh... Because it's a bit in a caddyshack, but they they did it, they did it in wrestling. I'm trying to see if I could actually find it. I mean, most of the pictures are just like reactions to it and people being being dumb. Yeah, basically, uh, just pulling up. <laughs> now I'm getting pictures of sloth because I googled baby birth. <laughs> <laughs> so dunno. And now my computer's alerting me to stuff. Alrighty, well, that didn't answer anything. Uh, Somebody tell us in the comments.
1: But yeah, we'll we'll go with the Custodian. I'm good with that. Sounds good to me. The Uber Wrestler. He'll come to your Outlaw Mud Show and deliver you a great match. Which you damn well better rate five stars. So he only works outlaw mud shows,
0: but he wants five stars, bro. You know, I I guarantee you, there's an Uber driver gimmick out there. Like, I guarantee it. That would actually be really funny if, like, there was a wrestler whose gimmick was that he was an Uber driver and he drove other wrestlers like to the ring,
1: and then for yeah, his like, match, just, he just like, had no, to like walk. literally an Uber driver. Like, he literally drove a couple of fans to the show that day. Oh, there you go.
0: The all, all right, so this would work if it was a, if it was somebody with actual talent who went to Outlaw Mud Shows and then actually delivered a five-star match. So they'd have to bring another talented person with them. Or maybe that could be the gimmick. They drove that talent there, and then it's like, you better give us five stars, and then they're just Barry Meltzer.
1: I'll give you five stars on the Uber, but not on the match. Oh, God Damn. I think it's silly
0: enough to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Good job so far, guys. Penultimate entry. The Repairman. He always has his toolbox at hand ready to work. He can give advice while he fixes stuff. I mean, a
0: Repairman gimmick would work, but it would definitely be... I mean, there's so many weapons that he can just use from the toolbox that would be the the gimmick right
1: repair man man man, repair man 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 man, I like it I like it the true repair man repairs man ha <laughs> alright all looks like everybody's getting points this week let's see how the last entry does it's the chef always cooking up a can of whoop
0: you know, I always wondered if somebody did a chef gimmick somewhere on the indies, because that was like one of the biggest. Profe- I remember I even came up with a chef character, because.
1: She, where are he?
0: Yeah, so I had a friend named Kevin back in high school. He was into wrestling, and he actually he actually came to one of the shows I did up in Rhode Island because he was going to school to be a chef at a what the hell is the name of that big culinary school in Rhode Island.
1: You know the one I'm talking about, right? No. Nope. Oh, there's the CIA, but that's in D.C. That's actually in D.C. the Culinary Institute of America, the CIA, is in Washington D.C. That's the funniest shit ever. Johnson and Wales. There you go. I had to look it up. Yeah,
0: he went to Johnson. Oh, and only, Wales. they only
1: they only teach you how to cook Dick and Wales. That's
0: not exactly. Cool. But he was attend. He yeah, he was attending school in Johnson and Wales. He was up in Rhode Island, and uh, John Salinas and I did a show for JT Dunn that he was promoting. And it was in Providence. By the way, Providence, Rhode Island only had four skyscrapers with a fifth one being built at the time. Which I got a kick out of. And we we road tripped up there. That was uh, one of the first times I got to try out the Commissioner character. And... I don't remember who John wrestled. John wrestled one of the one of the students, but they had a really good like like student student pro match. John just let him through it. And uh, I remember JT Dunn was like, "I think you guys were like the best performers on the show. Good job." And that was a nice compliment until you saw a lot of the other people on the show and you realized like John and, that, John and I both knew that. John and I both knew that bar was really low. We're like, we only looked good by comparison. But what do you
1: uh, expect from a guy that was a member of the Juicy Product.
0: But Kevin, I remember he he got in the ring. He took a bump, and he's like, "That wasn't so bad. I could do that." And I'm like, "Why don't you actually like look to some of these guys? See if you can do some training. Maybe you could." I mean, he was in decent shape at the time till he uh. Till he let himself go. But uh he, he was gonna do a chef gimmick. That was gonna be his thing. And it he probably would have made made it work really well. He just never never followed through with it, never became a wrestler. But he still works at five star restaurants to this day. And he's a damn damn good chef. So good for him. But yeah, a chef gimmick would 100% work with the right person. And we got a... Was this Tom, by any chance? Tom Dickinson? Oh. Because I think that that would be Tom Dickinson's gimmick if he was a wrestler. He would be
1: a chef and he'd kick ass at it. So it was a chef entry. But it was not Tom Dickinson. But it was the last entry! Oh, is that my hint?
0: (laughs) Well, alright. It beats going with a Mario gimmick, I guess. Mario. There was a super-duper Mario, and he sucked ass. And then Tony Atlas made him take a shit in the ring, and that was his last ever appearance. Because, you were
1: uh, just Tony's motherfucking ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I uh, I liked this game. Um, Even though you didn't earmark anybody? No, but I know who the winner's going to be. I think the most clever entry somebody came up with was that substitute teacher. I gotta say, that was clever as hell. Because that would be the most ridiculous gimmick that would work in a main event capacity.
1: Your winner and 50 bonus points goes to Dan Dahl. Good entry,
0: Dan. Good entry. Make sure you send me this so I can... Oh, yeah. not, Not that, Dan. Make sure you send me the stuff so we're gonna end the show now guys you guys are more than welcome to turn the show off but if you do want to join us for a watch along you may continue listening uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a watch along of the official real american music video you know the one right so real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna hit it and i'm gonna try not to let it Blow up my speakers, and of course it starts playing almost immediately,
1: and I okay, keep you're not me What you're looking at? I'm okay. looking at Rick Beringer Official Artist Channel Real American. So the channel I want you
0: guys to go to is to successfully do the watch along is go to YouTube. Uh, Hulk Hogan Real American Official Video Slash Theme Song. It's three minutes twenty one seconds, and the account we're going to watch it on is.
1: XX Crusher owns all XX. Got that? This guy's got a freaking original Xbox gamer tag.
0: Pretty much, yeah. That is an Xbox gamer tag. So, how we do the, for those of you who aren't patrons, how we do the watch along is I'm going to go three, two, one, play. When I say play, you'll play the video on your end, and then you'll be watching along with Dan and I. Dan, let me know when you are ready to go you have it all queued up and set and ready okay if you guys got a pause to get yourself situated feel free to (laughs) otherwise we're gonna go ahead with this we're gonna do a watch along and critique the real american music video three two one play There's JFK giving a speech. The famous line: "Are we watching cult of personality?" Here we go. There are the stars. Oh, it's baby, a baby,
1: <laughs> a baby.
0: Uh, he's getting a l- kid. Uh, there's a school oh, picture. Cherry
1: Bullet, brother.
0: Uh, here he is, rocking out on the guitar. Even though he's a
1: bass player, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing gets more American than that. Nothing gets more American than buildings falling
1: down. Oh, and him c- clutching
0: his balls and a plane crashing into a barn. Wait, right here it comes. Oh,
1: he's fighting the yeah. a- Ace. They always Hulk it up, brother. <laughs> then you hurt my pride. I'm like, they can't find better
0: spots for this. I'm like, no, it's Hulk Hogan. Hold on. All right, here's all the American icons: Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and the Civil War. Native Americans? Is Hulk a fan of them? Is Martin Luther well, Hulk's King a Native
1: American? He was born here.
0: Ah, oh, the fireworks and the the bad green screen. Love it. Put him just fakely playing the guitar. It's not even trying to match up with the song. Yeah, I'm on the moon, brother. Oh. Russian commie. Get out of way, Nikolai. Now he's gonna beat up the communists.
1: Leg drop, dude. Imagine being Nikolai, like, you fucking left there because it was so shitty, and they are like, hey, why don't you act like you love it?
0: Oh, I love the bad Hulk Hogan.
1: In all these places,
0: where he's like a giant in some, and then he's way too small in others. Like he's bigger than the Statue of Liberty, but he's smaller than pretty the Liberty
1: car. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whoa, hold on, what are we watching now? Boners. Oh brother. Dude,
1: brother, brother. Oh now he's got his motorcycle going on. So a teacher I was a teacher of mine in high school detailed one of Hogan's bikes. That's pretty cool. Now a bunch
0: of people are mobbing him. There's a lot of good American pride stuff in here, but it's also like this video is a love letter to Hulk Hogan. American! Look at me flex, dude. Oh, hold on! I need—I gotta go get a flag. I've got a mini American flag. False
1: flag, brother. Makes my dick look bigger. Ten inches when I'm Hulk Hogan. Oh, right, here you go little Hulkster. You already had a flag too, uh, that
0: clookin'. Don't forget don't forget to breathe. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we do on the patron show. We do uh, music video watch-alongs. Adrian Cotton always provides us with two rap songs. And then just on our last patron episode, uh, Dan and I decided to, which is actually funny, I chose the video, but apparently Dan was going to recommend it anyway. We did a watch along to uh, Genesis Land of Confusion, which is one of the coolest music videos of all time.
1: And spoiler for the patron show that we're going to do in like in five minutes from now, it will be Genesis adjacent, but not just. there
0: we go. So, yeah, that's what you guys are missing out on. And uh, I know that some of the commentary has been very entertaining. Mr. Cotton has very much enjoyed
1: listening to us. Oh, yeah, like because we could just we could just straight up react to the song or the video. Or sometimes we have a story. Like we had this time where I told about well, like, my high school teacher. Or
0: A lot of the times we are reacting to the song, but if the video is really engaging, we start... Like, Land of Confusion, I don't think we talked about the song once. I think we were just reacting to all the puppets. Yeah, at the end, I
1: was like, by the way, really powerful lyrics as well. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: we both got excited for the Peter Townsend cameo. Because <laughs> he mentions my generation. He's like, yeah, hell yeah. So he does the windmill
1: <laughs> on the guitar.
0: And there we go. All right, guys. That concludes this week's edition of Club KFabe Wrestle Talk. Please make sure you guys tune into the Nerd Table and check out all of the great shows on CKCC Radio. Remember to tune into the next episode of Ranking Tracks to hear Dan as a special guest cameo appearance. Him and Jeff are going to rank Boston, Boston, and that will be coming up on the channel. Till that time, we'll see you guys next week for more Wrestle Talk. We out.
1: Bye.